That's an AK-74U! <laughs> no, it's clearly an AK-47-2. Well, does it have the grip attachment or does it have the long barrel? It's just an AK with a collapsible stack! Ah! Welcome to the Kindred Spirit Podcast, a show all about the board game Spirit Island. Here we'll talk about analytics and strategies within the game, as well as a plethora of other topics that can be found within it. Today we return to the Adversary series as we commence the examination of Brandenburg, Prussia! The OG! The OG! Okay, here we go. <laughs> I know what I said. Alrighty. <laughs> Subverting expectations. That's how you do it, right? You're letting now. people down. <laughs> they expect things from you. Dude, I gotta even out the ratios of how many times okay. I've said that but one. Some people, like YouTubers stuff, they always have their opening intro and outro. <laughs> it's true, but I notice that I will say alrighty all the time, even when that's not the start of the episode. I'll oh, be okay. like, okay, here we are. Even now, we're doing the introductory bit because we're starting the episode. Yeah. But then when it's time to get to business, alrighty. So, you do say you lean on that word. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's a crutch. <laughs> Crutches? So, Brandenburg, Prussia. It's actually kind of fun to go and look at an adversary that's been in the lexicon of Spirit Island players for so long. Yeah. This adversary has been on the field for a while. For some people, it's one of their most played adversaries. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that's pretty cool about this. One of the reasons why I wanted to get to Brandenburg, Prussia so early in our series. Because okay. we did Russia because they were big and huge and they're like one of the biggest ones on the market Difficulty. 11. Right. And then we have Habsburg, which is the other bully on the block. And those are new, but I kind of wanted to go and look at one of the original ones. Okay. And this is one where I feel a lot of people will have a lot of experience with for a lot of reasons. One, because they've been around for so long. And two, because of how they are structured, they will most commonly be played for newer players okay. as opposed to maybe Sweden or England, because those ones are a little bit tougher. Yeah, definitely England. There's a lot to keep track of with those builds. Ooh. We'll get to them eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Keep pushing Don't them there. down the road, please. <laughs> Our second wave campaign is against them, and oh, they are getting harder and yeah, harder. Every single <laughs> time we notch up that belt or whatever. Yes. But I will say we've won all three games. So That's true. And counting, but you know, it's kind of interesting when it's like we're running out of spirits. I was about to say, we've lost some soldiers along the way. Because we can't play the same spirit twice. So you had mentioned this about the aspect. So we'll do wind lightning, and then we'll yeah. do pandemonium <laughs> yes, lightning. And then we'll yes. do immense lightning. Because we <laughs> couldn't play the game because we had run out of all the spirits for the base game. So Jagged Earth came out. We're like, yay, we got new spirits. But wait. We got 11 others because of all the aspects. Yes. <laughs> destroy, destroy. Oh, we will make use of <laughs> pandemonium lightning and wind lightning as wind well. Wind lightning. So. Immense goes. Yes. <laughs> anyway. But that will be for another day. Today is for Brandenburg, Prussia. So let's go and learn a little bit about them, shall we? This is a fun little disclaimer, a little legal disclaimer right before their lore. In the alternate history of Spirit Island, Brandenburg, Prussia became a much more significant power than it was in our own world, maintaining some crucial alliances which greatly increased its size, population, and significantly port access. Oh. Interesting. I didn't know much about it in real life. Either, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool but that they're good strong to know, in the alternate universe. Yeah, it's good to know that we are getting a fictionalized version because then I don't have to just take all of my educational input from a board game and treat it as history. <laughs> you shouldn't be doing that anyway. Wait, what? <laughs> when the Call of Duty kid comes up, that's an AK-74U! 
<laughs> no, it's clearly an AK-47 tooth. Well, does it have the grip attachment or does it have the long barrel? It's just an AK with a collapsible stack. Ah! Yeah. You get the idea, okay. so. <laughs> right. I think it's actually kind of cool. You don't like competitive online multiplayers. Stop it. We need to get back to the thing. Wait, real quick. <laughs> Wouldn't it be kind of cool to have, like, a miniseries of Spirit Island, or no? Do you think that could ever happen? By miniseries, you mean, like, TV show? Books? Mm, John, do you mean, like, a long series? <laughs> <laughs> well, when people say miniseries, they usually mean, like, TV shows. Yeah, I would think of, like, a TV show. Dude. That would be dope. That would be cool. But, like, would you do it with perspective of the Dahan? Maybe, like, a documentary? Kind of like a Nat Geo kind of thing? Yeah. That'd be, that'd be cool. And, like, you could set up this alternate universe and, like, Dang. one season, BP, like, Bramber Pressure can be the bad kids on the block. This is cool. And the second season could be England. Yeah, actually, keep pushing England down the road. <laughs> Wait for them. <laughs> that'd be kind of cool. Dang, I never thought about that. Eric Royce, you owe me money. <laughs> <laughs> you get a quarter for yeah, every play. Give me the royalties. <laughs> okay, well... <clears throat> Frederick William inherited the Duchy of Prussia and Electorate of Brandenburg upon the death of his father, George William, in December of 1640. Issuing the ineffective and vacillatory foreign policy of his father, Frederick William abandoned the Polish Vasa dynasty and allied with King Gustavus Adolphus of Sweden against Catholic Poland. The Triple Alliance of Sweden, Russia, and Brandenburg-Prussia resulted in the resounding defeat of the Polish-Lithuanian Commonwealth in 1644, and its subsequent partition more than doubled the size of Prussian lands. As a result of this victory, Frederick William the great elector of Brandenburg, declared himself Frederick I, king in Prussia, and set about the process of building infrastructure and extending Prussian control throughout his newly acquired territory. Upon his death in 1701, his son, Frederick II, inherited a thoroughly Prussian kingdom and one of the premier European armies. Frederick II sought to further expand Prussian territory without upsetting the continental balance of the power between Sweden, Russia, France, and the Habsburgs. Building up the Prussian navy, the new king strove to catch up to the other European colonial powers and quickly integrate new colonies into the Prussian economy. <laughs> hey, wait a second. There is a typo on the wiki page right here. Uh-oh. What? His son, Frederick II, his S-U-N, son? Wait, nah. the son like a star? <laughs> Do your job, Danpour. <laughs> <laughs> hey, typos exist. I couldn't help but notice. I was like, hey, wait a second. Wait. That's not the right kind of son. <laughs> English is a hard language. It is. And it is a inconsistent and kind of a wonky language anyhow, so. Yeah, like the way we pronunciate things and right. stuff. How you can fill in a form by filling it out. Wait. A house burns up as it burns down. Wait. How teachers taught, but preachers preach? Preach? You park in a driveway, but you drive in a parkway. I still what? don't know if it's like a hung, hot dog is hang. Right. Uh, Hanged, hung. Hung? Hunged? <laughs> I don't okay, know. I was the... indulging on that one. But yeah, English is weird. Guinea pig is not a pig, nor is it from Guinea. Like, yeah. what the heck? We're strange. We're weird. Anyway, let us go learn to see what the book has to say about who is good or bad against Brandenburg, Prussia. The Kingdom of Brandenburg, Prussia. Excellent first adversary with few new rules. Most of the changes occurred during game setup. We'll get into this later. But true. Very true. Yep. Speed is the name of the game. The invaders do everything at a faster tempo. Cards with two land types come up much earlier, often before the spirits have had time to prepare. This adversary is notably harder for spirits which need substantial time to develop. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Because obviously since they're just going so fast, anyone who is slow is going to feel as if they're being exposed 
exploited unfairly, especially at the higher levels where mm-hmm. they are sprinting out of mm-hmm. the gates. And this is where something actually is very interesting. Okay. With what we just told you, you may credibly think, hey, okay, they're fast. Don't play slow characters. A lot of the feedback we got actually contests this. Well, wait. In very specific Spoilers, instances. but so, we will get into that. But I want to say, like, isn't that cool? Like, interesting. We it's, have some people that contest this. I can't wait to get into that. This happens in, like, Smash Bros. or other games where they intend a character or an adversary to be a certain way, mm-hmm. but then the community's like, oh, I found this loophole, right. and they're better at this. <laughs> I like when they kind of, not break the game, but find right. different avenues to go. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't help but think of lightning in England. Oh. Like, England's gonna be awful. Lightning just goes... Destroy. Right. Yeah. It's like one of those things. <laughs> and then Eric and the gang, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Well, then we get Habsburg. <laughs> then Habsburg, okay. You got, you got the parentheses. <laughs> right, right. And we've talked about Destroy powers and out effects. <laughs> All right, so Brandenburg, Prussia. Let's go see what they do on the field, mm. shall we? What do they actually bring to the table? So, interestingly enough, Brandenburg, Prussia is one of two adversaries in a very specific way. Well, Ryan, I will get into their loss condition. Okay, the- tell me what it is. None. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Brandenburg, Prussia is one of two adversaries that doesn't have any additional loss conditions. Which is so nice. Hey, I will take it. It is really nice. It is a fret of fresh air. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's also just yet one less thing you have to worry about. Oh, Sweden yeah. is the other one, by the by, that you don't have to worry about any additional loss condition. This is definitely one thing that will help new players when they see this, because when they go ahead and look at this adversary cards from the game, they're going to be probably looking at the adversaries that don't ramp up so crazy. Yeah. And those loss conditions kind of sneak up on you. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had other Russia games where I haven't been playing a beast user, mm-hmm. and then that quickly can just be like, oh no, where we are one beast away or something. Oh no. <laughs> Scotland sneaks up on you. Like, there's some of them. Oh, France is my least favorite. For me, mentally speaking, I think France is the most pressure inducing on my mental psyche. Like, oh dear. Yeah. No, 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 they, no, no. Second will be li- Scotland. Scotland. Because the okay. moment there is ever a city on the coast, I'm like, hey, wait, don't we start you're with just, that? You're sweating. Oh dear. When you start the game with Scotland, you're already 50% to their end game yeah, loss condition. Because <laughs> like, oh. people say England's tough, but it takes a minute for England to get right. going. Also, Proud and Mighty Capital, you can see coming. Yes. And you can, you can be like, have a oh. hand in either assisting or negating. We got four buildings in here. Right. We should do something soon. Right. But the France one, seven towns per player. I feel like on turn two, you can have like a bad build and all of a sudden you're out of towns. I'm just like, oh. I guess it's similar to Proud and Mighty Capital, but for whatever reason, France probably gives me the most mental stress with the loss condition. But Brandenburg, Prussia doesn't have any. No, that is nice. They have a very simple stage two escalation. Okay. It's called Land Rush. On each board with buildings, add a town to a land without a town. Very easy. So, on each board with buildings... Uh, that's it's gonna be probably gonna board. be yeah. <laughs> so if you're not lure this will happen every time well with how quickly you, they go it's hard to like break down their right, right. buildings the joke enough. there being lure probably will win you the game by turn four anyway so you don't have to worry about this lure is lure <laughs> so yeah you are almost guaranteed for this to go off on that end of the spectrum it's like oh no this is gonna be difficult because it will probably almost always happen yeah but you just add a town to a land without one. Oh. 
Oh, that ain't so bad. And you can pick, too. It's your choice. Yep. Now, it does say just add a town, so that's not a build. So if you're going to prevent it, you can't. It's just, boop, here I am. No isolation tricks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one's a little tough sometimes. You can't Mm -hmm. really work around it. But like you said, it's not the worst thing. Yep. And with just this, with the loss condition that is not there and the escalation, they start with a base difficulty of one. Okay. Very cute. It's a good start. Yep. I will get to level one difficulty. Let's go. You start with nine fear cards, and it's the usual three, 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 mm-hmm. which is nice. Again, not much different for a newer player. It is called Fast Start. During setup, on each board, add one town to land number three. Yep. There you go. So your coastal land will get an additional town. So you always start with one town on the board, just like first setup yep. on the printed icons. Yep. So now we have two towns and one city. Yep. And that city will always be on the coastal land. The middle of the two is yeah. always land number two. With the diseases, if you have the expansion. Mm-hmm. Just a fun little trick that could be helpful and useful to all the new players out there. Keep in mind lands numbered one, two, or three. Those are your coastal lands. Mm-hmm. Every now and then you'll see something on a scenario or on an adversary that references land one, two, or three. And on paper, it's like, okay, if I was looking at the board, I could see what land that meant. But just like a fun little trick, land one, two, and three, that means your coastal lands. Always the coast. Good to know. Yep. So. Oh, just, sorry. Level one, it bumps it up to difficulty two. Yep. They increase a difficulty of one from nice. one to two. Not bad. This is still very mild. Like we've stated before, we like setup instructions mm-hmm. because. I I love setup oh, instructions. Because you don't have to remember yeah, so much. You don't, you don't to have to keep everything. track of all these various things. You don't have to micromanage all these various effects. It's just, okay, I basically did all the changes already. Now I can play a standard game yep. because everything else will automatically happen with how it was set up. Moving on to their level two, they double in difficulty. Jeez. <gasps> okay, it's from two to four, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not we're, much. We're but, getting a little more spicy. But it is technically a mathematically accurate statement to say that it doubled from two to four. We're adding some paprika to the mix. <laughs> <laughs> a little kick. Yep. That's right. So they actually keep the same fear cards. Still nine. So three across the board. Nice. They acquire the perk Surge of Colonists. What is about to happen is going to be a certain theme that I'm sure you might maybe recognize. It's subtle, but maybe you'll recognize a common theme here. So We've stated that... The- <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep a straight face. <laughs> the level two, haven't we said like that's usually the thing? Right, where usually an adversary's identity will be covered in levels one and two. Like Russia, their explorers don't die yep. on two. Yep. Type of thing. And this is no different. So... So, Surge of Colonists. When making the Invader deck, put one of the Stage 3 cards between Stage 1 and Stage 2. Oh. So usually you will have your ones, then your twos, then your threes. Pretty straightforward. Yep. Now though, you'll get your ones, then you'll get a three, then your twos, Ooh. and then back to threes. So you're just going to get a little double land spike in between escalation tier one and tier two. So when I teach this game and I'm aware of my surroundings of people and like their level, if I think they can handle it, this is what I start with. Yeah. Because I think this shows everything where you have your ones and yep. then you have that three and they're like, whoa two lands yep. at once yep. and then the twos come and you get to see the escalation symbol and you get to see the little flag I don't always do it if it's a completely novice player then I obviously will do I base. do think this is an important calibrative change to newer players yeah. to get a stage three card this early why? because it will convey to them how big of a deal that is and how much ground bad guys can cover even if they get a single stage three card Yeah, because that's two lands so that means they explored in two kinds 
of lands. Then they build in those. Then they attack in those. So it can be kind of hard sometimes. You're like, oh, wow. Oh, okay. Four per board that they're ravaging in four different places. But I think what's important is since this is early, you can see exactly how big of a chink in the hose this is once it passes and goes. Yeah. Because look, you still have all of your ones. Which is nice. And then you have this three, and then it goes back to twos. And of course, the stage two cards are all one land at a time, mm-hmm. with the exception of the coastal Coast. land card. But my point being is you can quickly calibrate the effect of, oh, okay, and it teaches the player how much of an effect going to multiple lands is. Yeah. I think it has to be for an experienced board gamer. Because mm-hmm. we recently played with my sister, and she's played Codenames, Monopoly, Scrabble, either a party game or games we grew up right. with. So we did not do that, which mm-hmm. is fine. And I still had a fun time. Mm-hmm. But we played with events. That was like the one modifier that we did. Mm-hmm. But if someone has played many other games, and especially strategic or pandemic games, right. then I think this is a good place to start, like you're saying. So before we continue, yeah. I want everyone to remember this early stage three card mm-hmm. and where it is. Okay. It is right in between the ones and the twos, perfectly in the middle, dividing the stack of the twos. Let's move to level three. Let's go. We go to six difficulty, starting to get a little... Once again, increased by two. By two. Mm -hmm. We add a fear card. Our first one. So we got three, four, three. Hmm. With four, obviously, on the terrible two. two. This one's called efficient. I'm sensing Mm -hmm. a theme here. When making the invader deck, remove an additional stage one card. So now we only have two stage one cards. Now you only have two of them there. Of course, the unfortunate thing here is that escalation is... Stage one is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We're moving fast away from it. And then obviously that three's still there. So you yep. have, this is for me when they start to get more difficult. That three is still there. Yeah. It's still bisects the one and two escalation decks. Still there dividing the two. Moving on to level four, they increase in difficulty yet again, but only by one. Oh, okay. They go to seven. Last time at level three, they were at six. Now they're at seven. They do gain another fear card, however, and it goes to the front of the deck. With a total of 11, it is now four, four, three. Mm. Now they get the perk aggressive timetable. Oof. When making the invader deck, remove an additional stage two card. <gasps> Now, this is kind of interesting because by removing an additional stage two card, they're also removing, potentially, a escalation effect, which is like, okay, cool. This is actually helpful on the short term, but long term, this is starting to hurt because look at the invader deck. It now has 10. So we have 10 turns. You got 10 turns. Oof. Of course, if the card that you burned was the coastal land card. Hey. That's true. That's <laughs> nice. But we're getting to the points where you might not fully upgrade as a spirit anymore. Right. Before, you had four stage two cards. Now you only have three. Even if you have double placement presence, you are probably going to have to reclaim. So mm-hmm. you might end up kind of being a weaker spirit than normally you would be used to. By removing certain invader cards from the invader deck, not only are the ratios changing, but so also are the overall turns in the entire game. Mm -hmm. As we go down these levels, the sand in the hourglass is slowly flowing away. This is tough for me because I like Spirit Island because of the length. 
Yeah. And I like that journey of my spirit growing and becoming right. stronger or maybe taking different forms with pulling major powers that mm-hmm. changed what the spirit was. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with Brandenburg, Prussia, I can't do that as much. Right. So I understand why they're difficult and I like what they do. It's fun, but they're not my favorite adversary because I like growing as a spirit. Right. You as- feel as if you have less time to fully actualize into your character. And less time with the game yeah. too. Because I like a longer-ish game because it's yeah. fun, especially spending time with friends or my wife or what have you. I agree. But this really cuts down the time. It does. So, next is level five. Level five. We are at difficulty nine. One up by two again. One up by two, and we're one away from the ten. We have now 11 fear cards. Wait, we had 11 last time. So it stays at 11. The 443. Yeah. This one is called Ruthlessly Efficient. When making the Invader deck, remove an additional stage one card. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> We only have one, We're down to one. (laughs) One stage, one guard. That three's still there. That three is still there. Still there. It still divides the level one deck and the level two deck. Okay, this is where it's starting to get difficult. It is nice to have that one there, though, because your first two turns isn't the worst yet. Right. How many turns are there? Nine. (laughs) We're losing time. (laughs) We are. And finally, at level six, they get their difficulty 10. There it is. And they get an additional fear card. So now they get 12 and it is four across the board. Oof. Four, four, and four. Which doesn't sound like, oh, there's other adversaries that add way more fear cards. The good news is that 12 fear cards is actually very low for a fully upgraded adversary. This is a good thing. The bad thing, however, (laughs) is they acquire the perk terrifyingly efficient. When making the invader deck remove all stage one cards. Yeah. While they may have 12 fear cards to get through, you have oh so little time to get them. Eight turns. We now have eight turns. Brandenburg Prussia level six. You must win the game within eight turns. Otherwise, you're toast. <laughs> Furthermore, that three that we spoke of that we have been following all this time, that three that we've been remembering. Where's it at now? It's now here in the front door. It is at the head of the cavalry. It is the front locomotive. Before it was dividing the two decks, that three card was getting closer to the front, closer to the front, closer to the front. And now you start the game with a three. So that's rough. Right? (laughs) That is difficult. You now see why I told you to pay attention to that three. Because that three gets a lot of fame at level six. That almost becomes their new loss condition. It's so fast. Yep. You might be able to hold them off, but in a snap, they'll be Mm -hmm. done. It's like, wait, I didn't blight out. But you didn't earn enough fear. Right. They're too fast. And so these guys use the clock. England uses the build. Habsburg uses the towns. Sweden uses the damage. Brandenburg, Prussia uses the clock. They're so fast. Right. No other adversary starts at three. Nope. So it's very interesting and it's very strange because on one hand, they don't do much. (laughs) Really, look at their entire adversary card. Okay, Escalation, they add a town. Cool. Their very first one, oh, they add a town to your coastal land on land number three. Okay. And then the rest are just fear card increases and invader card removal. That's it? I only have to remember just one thing and that's the Escalation. The remembering's easy. It seems so basic. In 10 minutes, the games can be done. We're going to lose. 
shows. But how big of an effect it has on the game that time is against you. Five turns. We lose five cards. Yes. The clock is against you. It is very strange when you get to your second stage two card and you're like, all right, we are approaching the mid game. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Turn three. All right. We are now on the cusp of our mid game. (laughs) Especially when I'm not used to Brandenburg Prussia because I hadn't played them in a while and then we'll talk about our game. Mm -hmm. But it was just like, all of a sudden, boom, they're going to two places. I'm like, whoa, I haven't even grown yet. Right. It's crazy. So Brandenburg Prussia. Let's go talk about our game. Yes! Oh, it was awesome. We had a two-player game against Brandenburg Prussia, fully leveled up with events, mind you. And so whenever we want to take on one of these massive high-difficulty adversaries, not saying that Brandenburg Prussia is the highest, but when I say like fully upgraded at their level six, I always want to be careful who I pick. I don't want to pick just some random schmuck. I want to pick someone who I think will be pretty good. So when we played Brandenburg Prussia, I played Heart of the Wildfire. I'm noticing a theme with you. I played a spread of Rampant Green. I picked picked Ryan's main. (laughs) Hey, wait, what? (laughs) It was cool. Like, we were texting beforehand, and you're like, oh, if you do this. I felt like... I was giving you pointers. I felt like I was in Little League, and you're like, all right, son. So this guy (laughs) likes to throw the curveball. I'm like, okay, pops. (laughs) Hey, to be fair, I wasn't telling you what you should do. I was just telling you what you can do, and just various strategies with Green. Also, to be fair, you've played Green many more times than me. I mean, I was not rejecting it. If you have more experience in something, I want to learn because you've just dealt with more situations with the spirit than I have. Oh, guys, this pair was fantastic. There is lore behind this. Like This is actually a famous pairing. To those of you who don't know, Wildfire and Green are a famous duo Mm. in the same way that Ocean and Bringer are a famous pairing. Why? Well, it's all about Wildfire doing damage when they move or when they place presence. And Green's major thing that everyone loves is Gift of of Proliferation. There it is. As if Gift of Proliferation wasn't good enough already, it is maximized to a critically important role on this very specific team. So you're saying the strongest unique cards in the game looks even better. That's insane. Because even though it already is great in and of itself, it accentuates Wildfire's special rule blazing presence to a much needed extreme. Now, I'm not saying that Green and Wildfire are the only ones that are capable of taking down Brandenburg Prussia, but the thing was is Brandenburg Prussia moves very fast against you. So it was quite interesting because when we were playing this game, there were times when it's like, normally I wouldn't do this right now. No. Normally I wouldn't do that this early, but I have to. I pulled a major crazily early. Same. But we we both cannot linger in any way. We have to blitz as fast as you possibly can. Well, Ryan, like you said, the mid-game is like three turns <laughs> in. <laughs> you know? Right. So the thing is, is you gotta go as fast as you possibly can. We thought that this pair would be just perfect because in a two-player game, you have a decently small board and Wildfire can go and start dancing quick. Yes. I wanted to pick Wildfire because Wildfire is one of the most damaging spirits out of the gate. When you tell me damage out of the gate, like early game, I think of two people immediately. I think of Fangs and I think of Wildfire. Who do you think is better? Too many variables in play. Mm. 
I know would that have, sounds like a cop-out. What cop a political out. answer. <laughs> <laughs> you should run for office. Stop. <laughs> but the thing is, is Wildfire gets to do damage whenever they move or place a presence. Yes. This is commonly known. Yes. But on a two-player board, having Gift of Proliferation, making Wildfire place yet another one and doing damage again in another spot. And then we in this game were having Green do a reclaim cycle much tighter than usual. <laughs> I know. So, I was reclaiming a whole heck of a ton, but it was worth it. It's completely worth it. And this is where it kind of gets weird because Green has two functioning roles to uphold with this very specific pairing. One, stall. Do your best to stall as best as you possibly can. And this is your secondary focus. Your primary focus is soup up wildfire to the moon. Even so much as to forego your own offense to get them going ASAP. So Gift of Proliferation turns into a three damage card to four yes. damage in the late Seriously, game. playing Gift of Proliferation was dealing four damage. Wait, what? It because of, yeah. it let Wildfire place presence who had four fire elements exposed on their tracks, so they did four damage when they moved. I mean, that's some damage worth that major powers have. Four. And it needs to be constant. Yeah. If you're not constantly doing it, like we said, in a normal game with green, we would not have been reclaiming nearly that fast, nearly that often. But again, this pairing works so well because even though I was reclaiming a lot, guess what? I always still got to grow. Yes. So Green I is a stunting. rare character who has a very good reclaim cycle. Earth is yet another. One of the biggest things is Green can coexist so very well with Wildfire. And on their lore, Wildfire is a child of the volcano and the Green. So this is like a family. Parent. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, is Green can not only let Wildfire dance faster and go farther with their lands because they keep dancing on one land to the next to the next to the next, but they can also survive. Yeah. Not in the form of ignoring the damage that is dealt by Wildfire, but Green can come back from it. Hey. So it's totally fine if Wildfire goes and starts burning Green to a crisp because Green's like, eh, I was probably not going to go there for a while anyway, or I've been preventing actions in that land and even using Fields Choke with Growth to shove towns yeah. into certain lands to kind of help conglomerate them a bit. And then Wildfire comes in, hurts a ton of people with Blazing Presence, and even if people aren't dead yet in that land that you just entered, you still can immediately do a firestorm in that land in the fast phase and follow up with another attack. That's why I love Firestorm so much, because Firestorm is stellar oh, yeah. at re-attacking a spot. It's so great for follow-up attacks. Because sometimes you can't kill everything just right. by placing a presence. Right. Four damage is nice when you move, don't get me wrong, but four damage isn't all the damage you need sometimes. Yeah. So, like you said, this is why it's so great when you can go move into a spot, do four damage, and then in the fast phase, Firestorm, which can do a ton of damage. And people might remember we did a combo of River Wildfire in our Habsburg game. Yep. Obviously, we had three other people, but mm -hmm. I was pushing, again, River, obviously we know is very good at doing that, but I love that card that Green had, like you said, mm -hmm. where I could still do that. Creeper's Terran to Mortar. Creeper's Terran to Mortar. It takes some time for Green to really start breaking mm -hmm. down buildings. And, yep. But I was pushing things to you, yeah. so it kind of reminded me of the Habsburg game. Yep. I wasn't able to push three towns, but even one would be helpful. Right. One of my favorite things that happened in that game, actually, was our turn one, where you stopped both of your potential builds, because obviously they explore to multiple lands. It's a stage three card, but you grew, mm -hmm. and then I made your 
row again. And it was just so, so cool. It was so cool. What this matchup looked like for us. Wildfire had basically tamed and cleared the board by turn three. While Green's board was starting to get in It was trouble. a mess. So here's what it looked like. Wildfire. <laughs> setting everything on fire. Cool, quick. Go, 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 go. Immediately start running. The second my board was even close to a tangible level of contained. Yeah. You gotta get going. You gotta come you to gotta me. get going now. Because I was destroying a lot of sacred sites either to prevent builds or ravages and then I was using that defend too. I was basically playing just like holding back defense. Right. So, what it looked like. Turn three. Board already contained and cleared for wildfire, which on a side note. Here we go again. Another great <laughs> game of you, wildfire. wildfire. Yeah. I love you. Clearing a board turn three or four. I love it. With Green's assistance, of course. But still. Anyway, end of turn two or three, around there, Wildfire's board, although not perfectly clear, was under control. Mm -hmm. But Green's was getting out of control a little bit more and a little bit more because you were stalling. This is so incredibly pivotal that Wildfire comes to the aid of Green quick. Yes. Because Creeper's Terror in the Mortar is great at killing a city. <laughs> When you're fully upgraded. But Branber Pressure <laughs> moves fast. so and they're adding towns. Yes. So you can't kill enough people at the rate that you need to to kill them by yourself. So Wildfire needs to come over to your board and start setting things on fire on your board. But that's okay because you can come back from it. And we weren't going into crazy lands where you were as well. Because like I said, fields choke with growth. You were pushing towns into certain lands continually. And ironically, since you had committed to reclaiming so often. It yeah. wasn't every turn. It was like, this turn, this turn, then I didn't yeah. on that turn. Then I went back. So it was like, one turn, one turn, skip a turn, then I did it again. Point being, you got a lot of your cards back again because you were also reclaiming a decent amount of time. Sure. So you had fields choked with growth a lot. So you were just pushing towns with that card, and you were gift of proliferationing me, and allowing Wildfire to get there quicker. But with those two cards, not only were you upgrading me, but you were also shoving towns. Right. So you can see now what I meant by the role Green is playing here. Green is doing a lot of the work to make Wildfire look good because Green is A, stalling as best as they possibly can. Oh, I was trying. And B, allowing Wildfire to move faster, 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 faster. The funny thing with Brandenburg <laughs> Prussia is whenever I see them as the adversary that we're going up against today, the first thing that comes to my mind is like when I think of the paratroopers in World War War two, okay. when they're standing up and the light turns green, go, 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 go That's what I was doing, gift, gift of proliferation, go, 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 go. go. <laughs> And must we forget, green has overgrown a knight, so again, I can place two presents if I want yep. to. So I was growing, honestly, just fine, even within mm -hmm. a reclaimed loop. It's funny because Brandenburg Prussia is like, look how fast I'm going. And green is like, this is normal. <laughs> yeah, I can go this fast too. Comparatively, this is normal. And since wildfire is also getting gift of proliferation so often, all of us are moving at the same pace. I want everyone at home, I know we have experienced players, but for those who haven't played this game as often, please play this combo. Oh, God. Even it's if so it's just great. a solo game yep. and you're just playing two spirits, it is so intoxicating and so fun. Yes. And some patience is required of the green player. It's okay. going to feel like you have to give up the most. It might 
feel annoying to play as green in this matchup? Because how come I have to go and be neutered, quote unquote, in a way because I'm not playing the way I want to play. I'm playing for this guy to be souped up. Hang tight, fam. Yeah. You're doing what is critically necessary. Hang tight. Wildfire is coming for you. They will <laughs> save you. And every time you play proliferation, you are doing two damage, three damage. Yes, right. it's wildfire doing it, but I'm the one playing the cards. So right. it does feel like we're going hand in hand. It's like cause effect. Yeah. Wildfire was the tool, but guess who's using the tool? Green. Get to proliferation is what made this damage happen. And in Overwatch, I know I make a lot of references to it, but Mercy has either a healing beam or a damage boost beam. Okay. So it's one of those things where, yes, I don't have a gun, so maybe I'm not doing anything, so it's like we're down a player, but I'm making his damage double. Just hang tight. And just go hang tight, green. Yeah. You're just Theoden at Helm's Deep. Just keep boosting. What can man do against such reckless hate? And I'm boosting one of the strongest offensive spirits in the game. As the wildfire dance from east to west with how our board was. Yeah. The light of the fire was starting to show up. So at first light on the fifth day, at dawn, look to the east. <laughs> and here's <laughs> Good Wildfire. Day. Good day. Here's Wildfire Mary. as the stag and Theoden Green stands alone. Not alone. Not alone. <laughs> but I don't think of a better spirit that utilizes growing I more. I love the two towers. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, it's the best one. Okay. I don't know a better spirit. Everyone benefits from growing. Yep. We get this. But yeah. I don't see more than wildfire benefiting oh, the most. Because of that I mean, damage. come on. Oh, look. Someone has a benefit when they place a presence. Here. Let me do precisely just that. Yeah. So it's funny because of how direct this combo is. So like, for instance, when you look at other combos that are also very good, like River with Boon of Vigor, which says, hey, depending on how many cards a spirit played, they get to gain energy equal to the amount of cards that they played. So naturally, people that have high card play are going to be doing pretty good. Lightning! 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 But here's the thing, though. That can go for anyone that has high card play. Doesn't Fangs also have high card play? But it makes thematic sense. All the beasts are like, ooh, hey, why water. And then water and lightning, great combo. Like, yeah, like the water spread. Yeah. But even green, green can actually get up to five card play too with the card play spiking second growth option. Mm-hmm. And hey, the small shrubberette the, that they love water. with water, it totally makes sense. But the wording is just, okay, oh, I'm going to search for characters who have high card play. Let me go and search my mental database or look through this roster really quick to see who has high card play. It's not spelled out for you as verbatim as, hey, place a presence. Hey, hey, who's going to damage when you <laughs> place presence? This one seems more direct. This one seems more basic of a combo. And basic, I mean, like, your mental understanding of how basic it is. Like, well, duh! In the same way where it's like, hey, I can't kill people, but I can move them. And Ocean's like, hey, I can kill people for you. But I can't reach them. But I can't reach them. So in that way, it's like, oh, hey, obvious pairing. Here is an obvious pairing. But Oh, it's so good. I'm interested. So we, spoilers, we won the game. Ah, yeah. How early did we win? I want to say it's like turn five or six. Okay. But we were able to win and ah, it felt so great when you're just like, yes, here they go. But one thing I quickly understood by turn three, I think it was, I told you, I was like, uh, hey buddy, what's up? We have to get to terror level two. So that's the thing. You We 
have to. I don't think you can do a sprint against them and just rush the fear. I don't know if Bringer could do that. I think it could They're be so done. fast, Ryan. I think it could be done, but 12? I think you're going to need favorable chance with events and maybe even a uh, assisting scenario. Too much chance for me. Yeah, yeah. scenarios help. I think a tear level one victory will be really hard. Can I tell you my cheat that I did uh-oh. on Steam? Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> okay, so Brandenburg Pressure was hard, and mm-hmm. for the early parts of Steam, they didn't have Wildfire yet, because yes. that is a promotional thing. Yep. So I had to beat them with just the base characters. Right. So fun you mention a scenario, I played Guard the Isle's Heart yeah. with Brandenburg Prussia because you get to bonus grow... <laughs> <laughs> and you get extra power card. For oh, the, I know why you picked this For one. the minor and the major power deck. Guard the Isle's Heart sets up the player so nice. <laughs> so yes, I did have to make sure land eight or whatever land it is didn't get a town. Mm-hmm. But I was extra growth right before anything happened. So mm-hmm. I kind of cheese, but you know, it's a video game. It's not cheese. Sometimes you got cheese to win. a convenient scenario, <laughs> like I said. All right, but this time I won for realsies. That's right. <laughs> we were talking about this duo being exceedingly strong yeah. and we had talked about how good can they be against other I want to try this pair against other peeps because this was fast and ruthlessly efficient because we have mentioned the bringer ocean even the river ocean mm. finder volcano I really like mm. there's like these pairings that are just like oh yeah that makes sense perfect is this one of the best pairings? I'd say so okay personally I'd say so I mean this is just oh hand in hand peanut yep. and jelly that sort of thing right and the thing is is this pair of spirits can be on teams that are bigger than two. So on a four-player oh, game, you can have wildfire green. But the thing is, the gameplay that these two spirits can produce will be at its most effective when the ratios are at two players. That's where their peak is. Yeah. Okay. Because the thing is, is green is rescued by wildfire coming over and helping them. Yeah. If you had multiple lands touching other people's boards, like wildfires and greens, greens might be getting more crowd traffic than usual than if it was a two-player game. Like in our Wildfire as well might be getting some of just a little more traffic than usual. And I know there's variables in play here. But the ratios were very much in our favor because when I was slaughtering people, the fear was quite nice. But it was like, uh uh-oh, we are not going to be able to kill everyone. Because with the Terror Level 1 victory, you have to literally kill every single person on the board. That's not going to happen. They move too fast. I had explorers left on my board with wildfire on turn three when I was like, all right, I got to get out. Yeah. I'm okay with having explorers because I'll have firestorm take care of my board and I'll let my movement and asphyxiating smoke start assisting on John. Yeah. Cause I had buildings that we needed to get rid right. of. I want to know, or maybe have it an achievement or hear if anyone's done this. If someone has scored a fear victory on yeah. max level Brandenburg. I don't know if it's, you possible. know, I wouldn't be surprised. You think just maybe. get paralyzing Fright turn one if or something. You get paralyzing fright early, seriously. Or if you get terrifying fear nightmares cards in eight turns. I'm not saying it's not an uphill battle. I'm just saying. Okay. I mean, some people have been able to get crazy terror one victories on turn three with just lightning. Okay, that's true. You know, I'm not saying that's common. We all know that's not common, but maybe. I mean, if you have exclusively fear characters, yeah, or maybe someone who can help with fear characters, ooh. It may 
may be doable. Maybe with Bringer and Miss and just keep like that little combo. Hey, that actually might work. Keep a city at one health and just have Bringer yes. keep doing five fear on it. This combo is very interesting and one that I haven't tried yet because if Bringer would quote unquote kill a city, they instead get five fear. Nice. And I say quote unquote kill because yes, we all know that Nightmare cannot kill anything. They're not in our so earthly realm. How it works <laughs> They're in the is fabric. when you're playing Nightmare and you have a damage card, if you deal three damage to a city, normally that would kill it. But since Bringer can't kill it, you instead terrify them. They stay alive, but you get five fear for it. Mm -hmm. So I just said that you need to have a card that does at least three damage or more to do what I just described. But Mist can bring the health of that city down to one. And then keep it there. And keep it there eternally. Yes. So from turn to turn, Nightmare only needs to do a single damage to that city five fear. And that's just in one land. What if you did that in other lands. If you had depots of fear... By the way, Mist is also getting fear from that building yeah. as well. So Mist is getting at minimum one extra fear because one building is still alive in a land of Mists and it's wounded. So slow and silent death will trigger. So if Bringer does this every turn and Mist keeps it there, that is at minimum six fear Jeez. that you're getting. What if you do it in two lands? Right. Twelve fear. Seriously. And in a two-player game to get a fear card, you will need to get eight fear because four per player mm -hmm. and so if you just do what we just described one time that's six fear and with those two characters you're going to be getting more than just that oh sure i mean so bringers and nates just generates fear. with 12 cards if you did this and change you'd be getting at least a fear card a turn so i'm guessing you would be able to do realistically speaking you would be able to alternate between one fear card and one turn two fear cards the next okay one fear card this one maybe one fear card then two so it might be close. I think it, it would be, be possible. Close, but it might be possible. And we're not even taking into account what majors you pull. Right. You know, what kind right. of minors also add fear. Because like Rain of Blood. Oh, I love Rain of Blood. Oh, it's so great. I like Rain of Blood with Downpour. Oh. It's thematically That's... appropriate. It's kind of creepy. Kind of like Egypt. You know what I mean? It's like kind of terrifying. Yeah, just, <laughs> it's awful. But the ten plagues. Yeah, just, just pouring yo, blood down. All this blood. And then thrown. repeat it five right. times. Did you get your protein intake today? Yoink! And 18 fear later. <laughs> That's a bit macabre. But you know, <laughs> where is this blood coming from? <laughs> you, made, you made me stop and think. When I think of blood draws predators, and you see all the oh, alligators yeah. are just like, hey, we've killed so many people. Look at all this blood in the water. It's like, Don't think about it. <laughs> it's Kool-Aid. I want to do that combo, and I think they might be able to rush the fear deck. Yeah. I think it could be possible. My favorite combo, I think it's got to be River Lightning. Yeah. They go hand in hand. Lightning is such a poor mm. spirit, and River just keeps funding. So you can get in a reclaim loop. Mm. Maybe Wind Lightning would be helpful because then they're throwing some more support back. I would want to see those two pairings with Rampant Green and then Wildfire versus River and Lightning. And, and compare just, the stats? And compare the stats. That'd be interesting yeah. because I think those are two different peanut butter and jelly combos that are tough to top. Now I have to ask which River and which Lightning? Uh, see, Base and base? Base and base, as we know, incredibly strong. Yeah. I do like travel. I think base River is the strongest. You shouldn't use Pandemonium Lightning here. Don't use Pandemonium <laughs> Lightning. 
lightning. And you shouldn't use wind lightning either. <laughs> I kind of like wind lightning. Get some extra range. No, I know, a bad but thing. speed. Yeah. You gotta go fast. That's true. You don't want to lose yeah, your special rule. Yeah. That's a good point. Base and base. Base and base. I'll be lightning. All right. Well, I guess I'll be river. <laughs> Fine. Well, I said I'll be lightning because twisted my arm. <laughs> anyway, I think that'd be interesting. But yeah, it's tough to top green and wildfire. I was just trying to think of a better pairing. I don't know. I do want to take green and wildfire on like a globe trotting run through the roster to see which adversaries they can take down because it was strong, y'all. Yeah, I think the biggest problem might be England because England provides the biggest problem for everyone. I still think that wildfire is good against England because they're one some of people can test me on that but they're very destructive I mean so destructive yeah and asphyxiating smoke still knocks out towns oh yeah that's true mm-hmm. it's a destroy power yep okay yeah I see it not to divert from Brandenburg Prussia oh but- yeah sorry mm-hmm. Brandenburg Prussia they're fast so, luckily, one thing that was pretty funny for us is I quickly understood. I was like, oh, dude, we're going to have to get to Terra level two. There's no way. It was and funny. And we got to Terra level two the turn we won. Peek behind the curtain. We had, like, a game break. Someone had to use the restroom or I wanted more water or something happens. That was me. I had to pee. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to point fingers. But you came up and it was just like you had this realization. You're like, <laughs> we're not going to win, John, unless. <laughs> we get to Terra level two. And I was just like. Oh, oh yeah, because I was we just... We have to get to Terra level two. You're kind of going through the motions, and you don't realize how quickly stage three sneaks up on you. The yep. second time it comes around. I know the first turn. Right. But all of a sudden, we're like, right. we were almost done with our stage two cards. Right. And that pace, like, what turn are we on? Turn four. There all right. right. Okay, Half cool. of the game is done. Yeah. Half of the game it's such is a weird done. Mindset. We are now in the late game. Do you see why they're not my favorite to yeah. play against? Oh, I totally get it. Yeah. I 100% get it. But it was funny because... Because the turn that we got to Terra Level 2 was also the turn that we finally destroyed the last town and, and city. Yeah. So it was like a hair's breadth of difference. Like the second we got there, we won. Meaning the margin for error was quite tight. I mean, that's because they're so efficient. If you make one bad turn or have a down turn, maybe lightning wouldn't be so good. We can see. We can see it. But if you have one, like, oh, I shouldn't have played that or I should have done something different, they already passed you and you probably lost. Right. I cannot stress enough this point, listeners, and that is this mental calibration you need to have. You have to keep going. You have to be sharp. And whenever you have a strategy, if you have a rhythm that you like to have in your games, usually tweak it to be a little bit earlier. Okay. I usually don't grab mages this early. Do it. I usually don't go for this this early. Do it. I usually don't reclaim this early. Do it. Whatever it is for you, you have to go fast. Go, 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 For go, you, go, go, it was go, go. majors. I have never seen you pull a major so fast. Yeah. Because you've had games where you never pull one. Yep. Or you wait until stage three. Yep. It was like turn three. Yeah. And you're like, I'm going for a major. Yes. I was like, what? Time is against you. You must remember that your laurels cannot be rested upon. You gotta go. You gotta go, 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 go. And that's going to feel weird. It, it felt weird for me to go that early. It felt weird to see green constantly reclaiming it felt weird but what was it gaining it was gaining consistent high fast damage because of the gifted proliferation blazing presence combo and that's gonna feel weird but you have to because if you forget about the long term that now has been changed
changed into short term because yeah. of Brandenburg Prussia, they will run the clock out on you very quick. Usually this game is a marathon right. and you are running many miles, many laps, and you're outmaneuvering. Brandenburg Prussia, it's, it's a, a hundred yard dash it's now. It's a dead sprint. <laughs> it is a sprint. It is a sprint and it's Usain Bolt mm-hmm. and yep. you cannot catch him. No. And so this team is one who can keep pace with them. Yep. They are constantly moving fast. So should you. If you can keep pace like we did, you'll beat them. Awesome. If you rest on your laurels, you jeopardize the possibility of your success. Yeah. Can it be done with other spirits that aren't as fast? Actually, yes. And so we will get into that in part two. You know when we get there. Okay. <laughs> Are we in part two right now? Have we time jumped? Is Bramber Prussia messing with my head? We're already on the next day. I have like a gray hair and like, I shaved this morning. Like, a stubble's coming in. <laughs> Welcome to the Kindred Spirit Podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> We're already on the next episode. It's a week later, Ryan. Keep up. <laughs> How did I get here? <laughs> Why haven't I changed shirts? <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> Crisis on Infinite Earth, Barry Allen, The Flash. What is whoa, that? yeah. <laughs> I like Wally as my Flash. Hey. hey! He's a Flash, right? <laughs> Isn't Wally one of them? Wally West? Is he a Flash? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I was right. Yeah. What is up with comics having characters with their first like- name and their last name with the same initial? Peter Parker? Lois Lane, Peter Parker, mm-hmm. Wally West, Matt Murdock, Otto Octavius, Guy Gardner, Lex Luthor, John Jones, Jessica Jones. It's easier to Bruce remember. Bruce Banner. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's interesting. Fun little trope. Anyway, so that was our game. It was a lot of fun and it was so energizing to defeat them because that was just an adrenaline filled blitz to the finish line. I don't think I blinked, honestly. It just felt so fast. I didn't know that this game was a drag racing game (laughs) until I did Brandenburg Precious Six. Yeah, on the box it says 60 to 90 minutes. Wrong. Right. (laughs) Or actually, it might be 120. Anyway. Right. As you're setting up the game, you see the Christmas tree red, red, yellow, yellow, green. Yeah! <laughs> just raised. But how good did it feel that we were faster than the Them. fast? I know. Oh, it was great. Felt like Sonic and Tails just completely blitzing at the speed of sound, you know, like that's what we had to be. Landscape. Yeah. That's what it felt metaphorically like. But still, to know how fast they were going up against you and you were able to do it, that felt like... <gasps> Whew, just under the wire. So oh. are they the most difficult adversary to keep track of? No. Nope. They are by far the easiest. But I don't think that makes them easy per se. I agree. I, They're easy to understand. Because people are like, oh, this is the beginner adversary. Right. I didn't feel like it was a cakewalk. Right. Beating them. And at levels two, one, three, right. Yeah. Not so bad. You just get just a little bit of the time crunch. We are talking about Brandenburg Prussia 6. Are they the easiest to understand? Definitely yes. But understanding them and beating them are two entirely different things. That's a good point. So it's like, okay, I understand it. Have you done it? Uh... <laughs> I don't think I want to. <laughs> I don't know if I want to go back to them anytime like, soon. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if a newer player told me that when I brought this to the table. Like, look at this, guys. They have eight turns. Eight turns? That might freak out some newer players. You have eight turns the entire game. Yeah. Win or lose, it is over in eight turns. So, hey, success or failure, you're not going to be here for a long time. Usually you have 13 turns. <laughs> right. So, not here. <laughs> not today. So, 
Brandenburg, Prussia. Very interesting. And the OG. OG in the fact that they came in the base game, yep. but also the OG because it was likely that this was the first adversary many people undertook. So in that way, they're most likely the first. Super one note, but I don't think that speed can be undervalued. Undervalued. I think you can look at them with like, oh, they're cute and beginner stuff that you can move on from if you are thinking about them in terms of level three or less. Yeah. If you are thinking about them in level six you can no longer look at them with the eyes of oh they're cute like no they're not cuddly anymore they're not cuddly anymore (laughs) at level six you gotta go (laughs) i tried this like little like solo play of river because sometimes on steam like i've said it's just really easy to set up a game obviously Uh river's not good against you you either gotta stack the deck and make it so they don't explore the lands already have Mm, that town because then they build and there's a city and river doesn't do so good against cities (laughs) so Where's Fire and Flood? It's, uh, yeah, help me! It's not in Steam yet! Oh, it's true! So, no. yeah, you gotta be fast and mini rants. I know we have many players that play solo. I don't like it. Yeah. And I know you play solo and I don't want to detract or lose people's, like, opinions of me or anything. It's just not my forte. I like... It's totally fine. I think it's because... Fine, I'm you so- have a preference. If you I'm- like chunky peanut butter versus smooth, whatever. We all have preferences. People buy chunky? I like chunky! <laughs> 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 Never mind, ignore me, said. Get out of my house! Are we still friends? You get what I mean. If you don't like playing salt, that's totally fine. I think me liking supporting others, and I do like that support play style, when I'm not able to do that to another spirit, it feels weird, and I feel so yeah. isolated and on an island. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, I try it. I'm not good at it. Mm-hmm. I think I suck. So, hey. at least it's solo. It's a change of pace. It is. So. Alrighty, guys. Well, I want to get into your feedback, because it's pretty interesting. Those are my favorite episodes. Yep, we've said that before and we'll say it again. I'm gonna keep saying it. there are some contesting opinions and I can't wait to divulge those because we got some slow spirits that got high marks. Wait, the book said no, no. I know. That's what I was referring to. So, let's get into it. We'll catch you guys next time. See you later. If I'm not closing out the episode with the standard outro music, you can probably guess what that means by now. You guessed it, it's time for another adversary survey. If you've been listening for a bit, then you already know the drill. That said, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, I'll let you in. We are currently running an ongoing adversary series, where we are taking a look at each adversary in the game and what they can do, very much like what we've already done in this episode. We're looking for your comments on who you think are the best spirits to take a certain adversary down, as well as spirits who don't do so well against that same adversary. For the next one, we're setting our sights on the OG Blight Brigade, Sweden. Do you have any specific strategies for fighting them? Any tips or comments that you might want to share? If so, let us know in the comments. Or go visit our surveys on BoardGameGeek, Reddit, or Facebook. I'll leave links to each of those in the description of this episode. Thank you so much to each of you who have participated in the past surveys. Your feedback is the backbone of these episodes, and we genuinely couldn't do this without you. I look forward to hearing what you all have to say about Sweden. I'm Editing Ryan, and I'll catch you guys next time. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay awesome.